I've learnt very quickly that if I'm looking after myself, I'm a better business owner, I'm a better boss, I'm a better mentor. I Believe in You, proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to I Believe in You, the podcast about achieving your goals and the journeys which takes us there. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor, and with me is Annie Hill, entrepreneur and business owner. To round out this season, we're talking about pastry. Yes, I realise that might sound like an odd tangent to go on, but bear with us. No matter how long you've been running a business, there will always be new challenges to take on and overcome. Whether it's expanding to pay staff, opening a second premises, or just getting your head around all the important parts of your business, there's always something new to take on. Julia Burry is the owner and director of Crumbs Patisserie and has some tasty life lessons to share with us on this episode. Julia, welcome. You walk in here today with a box in your hand and that's one of the boxes that make me the most excited if I see that box. Tell our listeners who you are and where that box comes from. Oh, hi guys. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so yeah, that is the golden box. Uh, that's Crumbs Patisserie. And my name is Julia and I am the owner of Crumbs Patisserie on Ardross Street in Applecross. Patisserie? So tell us who, are you a chef? Do you have a bakery? What What's behind the Crumbs Patisserie? Yeah, my journey is definitely a long one. I started off uh, doing a degree in nursing and midwifery. And just quickly realized that that was not the the journey for me or I guess uh, a career that I could see myself doing for the rest of my life. Um, and just across the road was uh, a TAFE a pastry school. And I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to defer for a year and I'm just going to try it out. So um, the rest is history. Basically, the minute I stepped foot into a kitchen, um, it felt like home to me it felt comfortable and it most importantly was exciting to me I could see myself doing this for the rest of my life and also succeeding in it so going back as a teenager were you spending a lot of times in the kitchen or yeah I mean I guess coming from a big loud Italian family I didn't really have a choice not to um but it was something that I absolutely loved. Um, I loved spending time in the kitchen with my grandparents um, and my aunties and uncles and my mom. But for me, it was the creativity in desserts and in pastry that really sparked something in me. And I felt that I could show my personality through dessert and that is the direction that I decided to go in and hence why now after a decade, I've just hit a decade of being a pastry chef, um, why I'm still so passionate about what I do. If you say show your personality through your pastries, I'm crazy about your personality <laughs> because your pastries is crazy next level because sometimes you don't even want to eat it. It looks like an art piece. So if that's your personality, Julia, I'm crazy about you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But I think that's so important as well. I think especially in Perth, you know, there's so many amazing uh, businesses and pastry, uh, patisseries and bakeries out there. For me, I had to find my niche and I had to find something that stood out against the rest of them. Um, and that is me. That is 
being the pastry chef that I am, the person I am, and putting every bit of my, I guess, experience and knowledge into my food and into my products that I serve every day. And you're at a great location on Ardross Street in Applecross. You must have some fantastic loyal customers there. I do, I do. And I think um, as well, being as young as I was when I first opened up Crumbs and it was post-pandemic as well. So a lot of people were like, you're crazy. Like, why are you doing this? It's your first business. I was 25. I just turned 25 when I first opened Crumbs. Um, And, you know, I used to live in London um, pre-pandemic. So I was in the thick of it. I understood the hospitality world shut down um, and it was scary, but it was something I've dreamt of since being a little girl. So for me, my business plan and my passion and my strategy for me was the forefront. I knew it would succeed. So I actually wasn't scared to do it. Um, But you're right. It's all about location. And it took me a good 12 months to find the right location. And Ardross Street in Applecross is, is not only a great spot, the community and the regulars and, you know, the people who live on the strip and come in two, three times a day sometimes, you know, we're a family now, we're a community. And as much as I want Crumbs to succeed as a business, for me, that's the most important thing. It's creating a sense of community with what I do. And where did you get your business acumen? You've said you put together your business plan. How did you come up with your business plan? Through many long nights, tears, <laughs> stress, but um, I'm very lucky. I've grown up around um, very successful business owners and my mum and dad, you know, they've worked hard ever since they were younger. Um, so I have a lot of great role models and mentors around me. And I did not go into this thinking, I know exactly what I'm going to do and it's going to work. I, I didn't. I, I relied a lot on um, advice from other people, but I was willing, willing to, um, you know, talk to these people, get to know them, hear their experiences, you know, because there's people who've been running successful businesses for 30 years, you know, longer than I've been alive. So I'm sure they must know something in a few little, you know, pointers. And in 30 years, if you keep thinking that, you'll keep succeeding because you'll always keep learning and business changes. Yes, exactly. I mean, the first 12 months of Crumbs um, was definitely, yeah, a long and tiring one. And, you know, we, we make mistakes, but we learn from them as well. And I think that's the only way uh, you can learn and grow as a business owner because that's exactly it. I'm not a pastry chef anymore. I'm a business owner. So we will come back to that in a, a little while. But I want to go back to your branding. You said you make a lot of mistakes, but that's one thing. You nail it. When I walk around in Applecross, I spotted your yellow cups on a distance. And then yeah. it's a kind of a reminder to me, are you popping in at Crumbs today? So where did that idea come from? And when I get to your shop as well, the yellow beans, the lines, the whole quirkiness of that. Tell us where that come from. That's so nice to hear coming from someone as well, you know, from a customer, because I put a lot of thought into it and I didn't want to overcomplicate it. I just thought, what color is a happy color? And for me, yellow screams that. It's happy, it's positive, um, and it's bright, so it stands out. So for me, that just embodies what Crumbs Patisserie is, what my team is. 
Um, and I think yellow cups look great walking around Perth. <laughs> Julia, tell the listeners about the story, how you draw in the hotel room when COVID hit, how you draw your shop. And even if you look at that picture now, how yeah. close the reality looked like that. Yeah, it is. So I, I spent a long two weeks in hotel quarantine on the way back from London and um, I kind of gave myself an ultimatum and I said, okay, if I come back home, I need to open up this patisserie. I need to open up a shop. So I pretty much spent the whole two weeks in quarantine kind of, you know, adjusting my, my business plan and, you know, making some amendments and quirks here and there. And I just started drawing and drawing, keeping in mind, I didn't know where this patisserie was going to be. I didn't know how big or small or what it was going to look like, but I just drew in my head, I guess, what I always visioned as a little girl. And and I did. I mean, two weeks is a long time, so I, I, I went back to that piece of paper quite a lot. Um, but it was, for me, that was crumbs and that was my vision and that is what I wanted to copy and paste into my location and now that sits really beautifully in my patisserie framed um, because it's just a really nice reminder of how it all started. That's awesome. It looks pretty close to what it is now. <laughs> and there must be a story behind the name. There is. People always ask me, why crumbs patisserie? Um, I personally, I just like to say crumbs because for me growing up, if there were crumbs left on a plate, it was a good sign. It meant you enjoyed your meal. You weren't afraid to make a mess. You know, so for me, it's crumbs. There's so much of you in this business. And a little bit earlier, you mentioned you're a business owner now and not a patisserie chef. So tell me, what, how do you manage that? Have you trained your chefs? How do, how do they get it look like exactly what is your skills and what is you? Yeah, I think that's definitely one thing that um, I have no shame in saying that I definitely struggled with at the beginning. You know, I went into this thinking or being very confident in, in my skill and in, in what I do. Um, I love being a leader. I love being a mentor. I think it's definitely something that I was born with but I had to very quickly learn that I can't do everything on my own six days a week. <laughs> um, you know, I was very tired. I was very burnt out. I lost a lot of weight in the first like few months of opening crumbs. Um, part of me knew it had to be done because it was my baby. It was my vision now being brought to life and I didn't want to mess it up. I wanted the best for it. But part of me also knew that now, as a business owner, I need to change these things. I, I can't work in the business 24-7. I need to work on the business. Otherwise, great, crumbs will be great for a couple of years, but then in five years' time, 10 years' time, there isn't going to be a crumbs. And I don't want that. I see crumbs in the future for a very long time. And I guess I just had to change my mindset on it. I had to step back and I had to, to think like a business owner and not just like a pastry chef. I will never not be a pastry chef. I will, you'll always see me in the kitchen every day, no matter what, um, because it's in my blood. I love it. And I don't ever want to be a business owner that fully steps away from that. Um, I always want to be involved. I always want to be overlooking things and, and teaching my team. 
Um, but I did. I had to look at it from a different perspective. So now I have a team of eight, which still blows my mind now. You know, we've only been open for 15 months and it started with one barista, myself in the kitchen, another chef and my mum. And so now to have a team of eight who they are amazing, they can run the shop without me, you know, gives me a little bit more time, a little bit more time for myself and a little bit more time to work on the business. So how are you spending that time? I try to take my mind off work. I think any business owner knows that it's difficult not to every now and then think about, oh, I've got to order this or oh, I've got to do that. But I I love being outdoors. So I try to take take myself outdoors. I have a little dog, even just simple things like that, exercising, going for walks, spending time with friends. Um, I think I've learned very quickly that if I'm looking after myself, I'm a better business owner, I'm a better boss, I'm a better mentor. So for me, that is definitely something I prioritise. And your routine around prioritising that, is it in your diary? How, how do you actually make that time and choose wisely with it? Yeah, so I think it took a little bit of time, but you know, now that we've been open over a year, I've created a schedule that, um, you know, now I know our busy days, our more quiet days, and I just take advantage of that. So on our more quiet days, I'll sometimes, I won't even go into work, you know, have a sleep in. Um, but I try to stick to that routine, even if sometimes, you know, I'm like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a bit of like business owner guilt. Like when you have a day off from work, you know, I work mostly, you know, especially at the beginning, seven days a week. And I felt guilty having a day off. Um, but now I'm like, no, I shouldn't. You know, I, I, I need to enjoy um, the flexibility of being a business owner. So, and I am now, I am. So if you have any advice for any young person out there that has this idea opening their business, you touch on a few key points today to say you nearly burn out. That was so much hard work. We all look at crumbs and say, well done, it's amazing, we love it. But there's a time in your life where you're nearly burnt out. Is there any advice that you can give to a new business owner how to do it a little bit different, to not reach that point? Yeah, I I personally think when you're thinking about opening a business, you just got to be ready. You got to be ready for it. You know, you've got to understand that you won't have a, a social life for a little while. There is going to be, you know, some things that you need to give up and just keep reminding yourself it's not for long term, it's short term. Also, another huge bit of advice that I could give is go for it. You know, not a lot of people told me this when I was an apprentice or just starting at TAFE and I think especially in the hospitality industry, to be a chef or if your profession is being a chef or a pastry chef, it is looked down upon. It is. And I just want to scream and say, you're wrong. We're some of the most hardworking people in this world. And I think we sacrifice the most, um, you know, out of any kind of work. We don't have weekends, you know, where we're serving people on their nights out or on their morning, you know, brunches. And so go for it. Just go for it. Don't be scared. Um, there's going to be a lot of people telling you or questioning you. But I think like I was, I was so certain and so sure about it. Just go for it. So let's step a few steps back. As a young 
pastry student. Where did your big breakthrough come from? So when I was studying at TAFE, at North Metropolitan TAFE in Joondalup, um, I decided to do an apprenticeship. So an apprenticeship in pastry is four years. It was my second year in and I was approached by the Australian culinary team and they asked me that if I wanted to join their junior team. So at the time I was only 18 years old. Um, I was working full time in my apprenticeship Um, and they said to me, you know, you'll be training a couple times a week, um, but the upside, you get to travel the world and cook and bake. Um, and I mean, what 18 year old doesn't think that that sounds exciting? You know, I'd hardly ever left the country. Um, so yeah. And for me, I think I was at the point in my study where I was like, there has to be more to being a pastry chef. It can't be you study, you qualify, you go work in a restaurant or you go work in a cafe. There has to be more to it. And that's exactly what I realised. As soon as I started on the culinary team and we were travelling the world, I entered the world of Michelin food. And that was the turning point for me. That's when I realised this is a serious career and this is what I want to do. And those standards, you know, you were with the best of the best. Exactly. And I think, yeah, okay, we're still a little bit behind in Perth and I think a little bit behind in Australia and the hospitality industry, but that's something that I aspire to bring back here and it is. You're working with people and chefs who this is their life. They eat, drink, live, breathe food And it's just a very, very nice um, community and I guess world to to live in. But it was hard. (laughs) Absolutely. It was hard. I'm lucky enough to be part of a global brand and uh, have travelled internationally with it as well. And I'm sure you didn't eat Michelin star the whole way around the world. So tell me what your favourite Macca's moment is. Absolutely. So that's the one question I get asked a lot. They go, you've worked in Michelin star restaurants all across the world. And you know, oh my gosh, you must cook the most amazing meals at home. And I just laugh. And I think I just worked a 15 hour shift. The last thing you think I'm going to do is go home and, you know, slow cook a roast. No way. McDonald's drive through that's where it's at. <laughs> and and yeah, I think uh, most of McDonald's probably customers are chefs. <laughs> so what's your favourite? Double cheeseburger meal, large, because I personally think there's not enough chips in a, in a packet. <laughs> um, and six nuggets on the side is sweet and sour sauce. Nice. Okay, you got that recipe going, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So your mum is also part of your business. How does that fit in? Obviously privileged to have her there, but to have her as part of your team working for you, that must be amazing. Yeah, 100%. And I count myself very, very lucky to have have her there with me, um, especially at the beginning. She was working just as many hours as I was. Um, so yeah, I'm very fortunate. Um, she's lucky now. Her and dad are still young. So, you know, they're doing a lot of traveling now and now that I kind of got things under control, she just works a couple of days a week now, which she loves, you know. Um, but yeah, I think as a business owner, it's I was very lucky to have someone that 
loved the business just as much as me and cared about it just as much as me. You know, I have an amazing team who I can rely on 110%, but unfortunately it's no one's ever going to treat your business or care for it the way that I do. Wait till you have children. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> oh, nothing better than a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so then that means mum's going to be not at work at all yeah. if I have children. Well, that's right. <laughs> Forget about crumbs. <laughs> Julia, you're very proud of your team that work for you. What is the key for you to empower them? Yeah, definitely. For me, and it was something that I instilled in my team right from the get-go and in myself, is that we're, we're not a kitchen team, we're not a front of house team, we're not a barista team, we're not a chef team, we are crumbs team. We are one team, you know, and I always say to my staff as well, you know, if you see something that's not right or something's not, don't, don't blame someone, come together, fix the problem, talk about it together and overcome it because it's all our combined efforts that makes Crumbs Patisserie. And really, I'm nothing without my team. So for me, they are the most important thing and I'm very, very fortunate to have a, a great team. Um, but also kudos to me because I put in that effort from the beginning to train them and mentor them. Um, and it wasn't easy, but you know, now, now it shows for itself. So this is a bit of a more tricky question, but how do you train that happy personality? Because I just don't love your colors and your food, but when I get into crumbs, they are the happiest team. They are so happy to be there. How do you do that? Because that's a question a lot of business owners want to know. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. I get this comment all the time from my customers. They're like, what are you putting in their food? Like, <laughs> um, but to be honest, every time I get a CV or, you know, an application to work at Crumbs come through, I, I do study it and I do look at it and I always ask for a, you know, a face-to-face -face interview because for me, the skills, they can always come. They can always be taught. They can always be trained, shown the ropes. It's personality passion that I look for when I'm hiring someone and that's exactly um, the kind of I guess procedure that I follow when I do my hiring and at the end of the day we're baking cakes you know we're making desserts for a living like how cool is that it's it's, it's happy it's exciting it <laughs> it's cool and you know I really try to rub that off onto my staff because um no one wants to dread coming to work or, you know, oh, I have to, you know, drag myself out of bed in the morning. And, yeah, and I always try to keep a really um, good relationship, relaxed relationship with my staff as well. You know, yes, there's times when I have to have a little growl or be a boss, but I do try to be their friend and I do try to be their mentor because growing up in the industry and, you know, studying, I always found it very awkward or very frightening if I had to if I didn't feel comfortable going to someone or asking a question about something and that really plays over in my head as a business owner and I thought one day when I have my own patisserie I don't want my staff feeling like that I want to be approachable I want them to be able to come to me and ask me anything 
Like no question is a stupid question at all. And and they do. And I love that. So. And Julia, do you train in-house? Yes, absolutely. All our training is done in-house. So whenever there's a, a new staff member in terms of kitchen, it'll be me training them myself. Um, I spend quite a lot of time with them at the beginning with opening the shop, closing the shop, you know, taking them through uh, procedures and recipes and just trying to get them to understand our flow in the kitchen. And then if it's front of house, um, I do know a little bit about coffee, you know, but I, I do get my my head barista to kind of show them the ropes. And then we use Dimatina Coffee in Osborne Park and they have a in-house school as well. So we even do that for a few team outings because um, it's always good to know how to make make a coffee and you know if someone's sick or if we're busy out front again the whole one team thing comes into place and we all help each other out. There's also a jar of dark pastissery little biscuits on your shelf. Yes. That is a very popular thing popping up now all over. Where did that come from? Who making that? What do you make it out of? Because my dogs always get their biscuit when we go there. So (laughs) how did that come about? Yeah, well, I mean, people love their dogs these days. Their dogs are their babies. And I'll put my hand up. My dog is my baby. Like, I would do anything for it. And um, especially in Applecross, I don't know what it is, but the sausage dog seems to be the Applecross dog at the minute. Um, but there is a really special story behind my dog biscuits, actually. Um, when I first decided to become a pastry chef and start my apprenticeship, I had a Labrador. So I bought a puppy um, and then I very quickly realized that I wanted to travel the world <laughs> and work. And this poor little puppy had to leave with mum and dad. Um, but his name was Sammy. But we all my little cousins couldn't pronounce the word Sammy. So we ended up just calling him Sasa. Like it was just a running thing and it stuck. So his name ended up being Sasa. Unfortunately, when I moved back from London five years later, he had passed away. And so I actually never got to see him. I was stuck in quarantine when he died. Um, So when I opened up Crumbs Patisserie, I now have peanut butter flavoured because it was his favourite, shaped um, uh, dog biscuits, and they're called the Sasa Biscuit. Beautiful. And we never buy a coffee at your place without the biscuits because the biscuits have to come home for my two ones. Yeah. <laughs> and some Saturdays you will come home and you bring them some and one of the girls already been down to your place and they already got, already them, got one. That's so funny. We have dogs now walk up, you know, the pathway to crumbs and they just sit in front of the coffee window and look up because they, they know where the jar is. They know where it's going to open. Um, yeah, and we actually sell hundreds a week, like hundreds of doggy biscuits a week. <laughs> Do you make them in-house? We make them in-house, yeah. Dog patisseries. Yeah. That's uh, great. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a niche. And it's so funny as well because when we're baking them, the smell of peanut butter is actually so good and we get so many customers go, oh, my gosh, what is it that you're baking? We're like, dog biscuits. Uh, they look good. Um, yeah, they honestly, do. I'd look at them and they actually attract for a human to think that's Oh, yeah, happy. well, I, I tasted one. I tasted one. They're the human grade, so I had to try one before selling them. Um, a bit dry, <laughs> <laughs> but good. Julia, 10 years from today, 
Where are you? Where is Crumbs? Tell us a little bit about your dream for Crumbs. Yeah, I think when I think about my dream for Crumbs in 10 years, um, it's definitely split into two. It's where will I be in life and where will Crumbs be in life? Crumbs will be spread around Perth. We're spreading the crumbs all around. Um, there is already in in the works, very secretly, um, a number two happening. Um, so maybe three. Three would be good. I still want to be able to enjoy life. I don't. I want to grow the business um, in you know a respectful manner, where I don't have to split myself. You know, in more than you know three directions. So. A few more stores would be great. I think the structure of my Apple Cross store right now, it just works and it just clicks. So to be able to just copy and paste that in a few more places would be ideal. Me, I'm, although I look 16, which I get told all the time, I'm definitely not. Um, and, you know, I'm only going to get older. I, I love my job and I think I'll be doing it for a very, very long time. Um, I am one of those people that just, I do, I love to work. So, but I would love to have a family of my own one day. I'd love to, to do all those kinds of things. So, um, I'd love to still be in, in the business, but mostly working on it. So, so in 10 years time, we're going to have the dark biscuits and the baby biscuits. Oh, oh, in t- 10 years, I can do 10 years. That's fine. That's not too much pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your pastry is so beautiful. You said that there might be two free stores, but is there any other um, coffee shops where we can found it or do we really have to look out for just the Crumbs coffee shops to found any of your patisseries? Yeah, I think with all the effort and love and passion I've put into Crumbs, wholesale is not a, a big part of what we do. It's definitely there, but we're also very particular with who we wholesale to, um, purely for the fact that we love our products and we put so much care and attention into them. Sometimes it's a little hard to, to put that trust into another business or another company to, to treat our products with the respect they deserve. But we do work with a small handful of businesses um, that stock us and we're so happy to be working with them. Um, So there's a couple stores north of the river. You can find them at the Herdsman if you're ever shopping at Herdies um, or Porta Casa, which is a really lovely um, pasta deli in Sterling. Um, So I really like to create a relationship with the business first um, before just, you know, throwing crumbs into it. And Gila, if I hold a party at my private residence, can crumbs be part of that? Absolutely. That's what we love the most. Um, So yeah, we definitely do catering and custom cakes. Um, It's not just what you see is what you get at the shop. Um, Crumbs is much more than that. We do wedding cakes, uh, hens parties, you know, there's always, always an excuse for for a dessert. It's all available on our website. And what I love is it actually tastes good. Because I know sometimes my mum and I have always said they look great, but oh, 
didn't really fill that gap. And especially for a function, it's got to taste good. It's the end of the function. That's what people are going to remember. It's the last thing that they, they taste. It's so true. And I think as well from experience, you know, there is so many home bakers and everything and you, there's cakes everywhere. I mean, everyone celebrates a birthday every year and you're right. A lot of them look amazing, but lack in flavor. And so for me, that was something that I really had to, to, to get right. You know, I wanted them to look amazing and, you know, I wanted all our cabinets in our patisserie to look amazing, but at the end of the day, it needs to taste better than it looks. Otherwise, you're not going to want to go back. Yeah, okay, you would have gotten a cool little Instagram pic out of it. But, you know, I love my sweets and I want to be going back for more day after day. So, yeah, that is something that we are really, really attentive with as well. Um, It's great to have something look amazing, but there needs to be a story or a reason behind why it tastes like that as well. So you walk in here today with a lovely box full with some beautiful patisseries. And am I right if I say it's one of my favorites, but there was a creme brulee donut in there? Yep. And that is my favorite creme brulee donut. So yeah, we make it with a brioche dough. So I don't know if you're going to want to hear this, but there's a lot of butter in it, (laughs) which makes it so good though. Um, And it's filled with a fresh vanilla custard and then dipped in toffee. So that lots of butter doesn't change my mind. It's still one of the favorites. You're my type of person then. (laughs) There you go. So first of all, thank you for that lovely box that you walk in here today. And I want to say to our listeners, you have to stop for that cream boulet donut. It's next level. If you can leave us today with your favorite phrase, what will that be? My favorite phrase is, if you stumble, make it part of the dance. If you'd like to know more about Julia and her patisserie, you can find the details in this episode's description. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, I Believe in You. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.